You know, I'm beginning to realize when we do these on Anchor that I don't have to set the specific date what we're on because I could release it whenever the hell I want. Anyway, you're listening to Subsbench. I wanted to get the second pot out this month in the worst way, and I was going through. I was like, well, we haven't talked South America in a while because, and I haven't had Pedro on, and it, it dawned on me in the pre-show the last time I actually had him on. We were still on blog talk. Wow, that was a while ago. That's a year. Yeah, that's before lockdown. So I'm like, well, let's get him on again because as Pedro and I were talking also in the pre-show, is there's not much out there on Brazil. I mean, I, I very one club dominated obviously right now but with Santos and the Copa and I love just thinking about or watching the Copa Libertadores or doing all of that but I mean having a name like that Pedro with Santos it's got to be fun getting into the Libertadores and not falling all over yourself for something like oh well it's Barcelona they're gonna do well you've got Santos and a real interesting competition yeah, absolutely. And a, a competition that's interesting regardless what team you follow. Follow. I mean, one of the, obviously, the big criticisms of Champions League is that it, it oftentimes is very predictable. Um, although I would argue some people, um, <clears throat> Jonathan Wilson, um, kind of have, have uh, uh, maybe exaggerated some of the predictability. But I mean, nothing compares to Libertadores, and especially with just the pedigree that Santos has. It's always fun. The other team, whoever you're playing against, is always up for a match against Santos. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's great following them. Obviously, we had a run that didn't end the way that we wanted to last year. Um, but I don't think – if you had said when we had talked last that Santos would be in the final of the Copa Libertadores – I think that most fans would have said that was a resounding and surprising success. So it's definitely fun to follow the team. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that run and, you know, what's going on now, the quick turnaround um, to the 2021 Copa Libertadores, which is <clears throat> yeah. qualifying has already started. So, um, yeah, so it's always fun and uh, makes it even more fun to watch, uh, to, to watch Santos in the competition. Yeah, I'm with you. I love the Copa Lib. I love the Copa Sudamericana too. Yeah, you know, just because uh, South America still has a little bit of that Wild West quality when it comes to some of the 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 continental competitions. And I I I like the Champions League, but just the group stage. Once the group stages are over, uh, I tend to lose interest because you know I like it's kind of like watching March Madness. I like the first couple of rounds because that's when you have all the upsets potentially and. Excuse me. Once you get to the uh, regular part, it tends to be like the same old, same old, mm-hmm. uh, which is, and I, I tend to lose interest. So, but yeah, the Copa Lib always fireworks. <coughs> Excuse me. Always fireworks, no matter what. So those, and this, you know, and when you get uh, Brazil, is it an all Brazil? Aren't they playing Palm? I'm just looking at Palmieras. Or was that from last season? Cause I'm looking at a news story. Uh, said they're playing Palmieras. Oh, uh, that, so uh, that would have been the final last year. Oh, two months ago. Yeah, yep. yep. I just saw the two months ago. 
Wow, that is a quick turnaround if yeah. you're already starting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. The 2020 uh, I've has been such a weird year for football <laughs> and, and just in general. Uh, you know, the final and then the, the next round starts like two weeks later. It's kind of like the Mexican League. You know, okay, season's over. Starts a new season in two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and and so just crazy. Just so everyone knows as well, um, Brazil. There was it was as a I mean, they literally had three days between, um, you know, the last um, game of the 2020 season um, and then the start of the 2021 um, State League for Sao Paulo, the Paulista. They literally had they had three days, uh, which is just, I mean, totally ridiculous. Um, but I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of great options and they're doing the best and they're trying to get, you know, yeah. as many games on TV, get that TV revenue going. Um so, yeah, there's not a lot of good options, but, you know, it's to be a South American football player is really quite, quite the grind. Uh, yeah, it's like being a championship player. Um, are, do you know if they're allowing uh, limited fans in Brazil, no fans or? Well, so that's a, uh, that's, have... that's a whole other thing. Um, so I'm sure you guys have seen some of the. Uh, you know, the numbers coming out of Brazil right now, they're very bad. Um, they've been pretty ineffective in their, um, you know, uh, um, combating of COVID. Um, I, there was at one point in late 2020, I want to say there were limited fans coming into some games, um, but that was quickly shut down. Um, and now um, uh, the cases are getting really bad in, in Brazil. Um, so the state league is actually suspended um, until March 30th or March 31st. Um, and, um, and that's for the state of Sao Paulo. Um, and yeah. so Santos actually was supposed to be playing right now, I think. Um, and they had planned to, um, to uh, organize the game actually next door in the, in the, Rio, the state of Rio. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, the Rio government just issued um, new guidelines uh, in the past couple of days. It might have even been yesterday. And now that game is canceled, um, or I should say suspended. Um, right. And so the, it, it's really, as far as domestic football, in at least Rio and Brazil, or in Sao Paulo, um, those leagues are frozen. Um, so Santos, uh, those games are suspended, and it's all due to COVID. Um, so yeah, it's it's not looking good. It's it's tragic down there now. Um, but uh, but Santos will still play in uh, Copa Libertadores. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what they're finding. I mean, for me, some of these leagues, I just can't see uh, a lot of these teams surviving another year without fans and without with just because not. I don't know what the Brazilian television revenue. Uh, what they generate uh, in TV revenue, if that's enough to sustain them. You know, it's not like the NFL where I think fans are more of a, uh, a hindrance and a pain as opposed to a necessary part of their business model because they, they have so many huge sponsorships and so much money on, on, you know, TV. It doesn't really matter for them, but you know, the rest of the world, it doesn't work that way. And I just, uh, I fear for some of these teams, you know, that, they're not going to uh, be able to survive another year of, you know, trying just, I mean, literally trying just to get to the, you know, get to the, the light at the end of the tunnel. 
so they can we can bring in uh, fans and you know it's I mean it's tough I get it I get why they you don't want to and I get you know I get why you want to and it's I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions so yeah yeah I, you know. that was one of the because Santos traditionally and like many South American clubs has a, is in a very precarious financial spot right now um, and has been for the last last couple of years. Um, and um, that was one of the, uh, the um, you know, really bonuses of making it that far in Copa Libertadores last year. Not only the TV revenue, but the prize money um, is just uh, a lifeline for the club. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they haven't released their, um, their 2020 um, accounts yet. Um, but usually I like to take a look at those and just see how they're doing. Um, but like you said, I mean, the, it's, 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 this pandemic is devastating for, for a lot of clubs, especially ones in South America that um, generally don't do very well financially as right. it is with fans. Well, and, and a lot of the business model is, uh, you know, develop players and sell players. And uh, I don't know what the market for, for transfers is going to be because, you know, you know, you could have the most valuable player in the history of football right now, but nobody has any money. So, uh, well, which makes, which makes the next point good because I, I, as it's on my Twitter handle, I play way too much football manager. And I had heard Santos had this very young kid that was supposed to be great. And lo and behold, I find out, it's transferred or goes to FC Cincinnati. I mean, was Santos that hard up to get rid of Brenner? To, uh, well, bottom feeding MLS side. Well, so so Brenner actually he is um, a product of Sao Paulo, so pa- SPFC, and. But I mean, the the situation is the same for them. You're right. I mean, they are they are that desperate yeah. for, for money, um, and I mean that's been the business model for a long time. Like like you said, and I you know I was I looked at some of the uh, the numbers in their official accounts throughout the last couple of years, and really the only years where they have made um, uh, a profit. Um, have been years where they sold either Rodrigo or Gabriel or um, Thiago Maya. Um, so they they really they rely on these these player transfers to to just stay in the black. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean to answer your question, yeah, they are. Sao Paulo was desperate enough to to send Brenner uh, to Cincinnati, and it's sad. But is Santos kind of that way now? Because it's it, that part of Brazil is good for bringing sending out a lot of young players anyway. I mean, we, we know of all the greats that are coming through. And since you guys just now, didn't you guys just win the Copa Lib? No, so we actually lost in a uh, heartbreaking fashion to Palmeiras. Um, it was an extra time yeah. goal. Um, oh. Yeah, mm. um, it was a, a one-nil defeat, um, and what ha- what happened was mm. um, there was a bit of a scrum on on the pitch um, 
just prior to the goal being scored. And actually Kuka, the, the then coach, uh, was ejected from the game uh, because he picked up the ball, the game ball. Um, so, I mean, just like, like we were talking about earlier, classic, you know, um, Libertadores drama. Um, and then I, I think I even tweeted at the time, like, uh, you know, uh, stay, you know, keep your head in the game, something to that effect. And literally within the minute, I think um, they, they, they scored. Um, so, yeah, that was unfortunate. But aren't you guys? Don't you guys have some players that are legitimately itching to go over that can really make you guys go into black pretty quickly? Definitely. I mean, you guys know, Stephen. You know uh, that Santos just—they produce just talent. And if they're not producing talent, they're producing players that have, you know, a lot of hype around them. Um, so. There's definitely, I mean, there's a there's a treasure trove. Um, just after the Copa, after the Copa Libertadores, um, you know, we sold Lucas Verissimo, uh, the center back, um, probably the best center back in Brazil last year and maybe the year prior as well, um, to Benfica, who I just checked before this. He he started every uh, every match in the month of March for Benfica and even notched a goal. So he's obviously a quality player. Um, and uh, also Diego Patuca, um, a, a player that went to Japan, um, mm. who's actually in a bit of a predicament um, right now because he can't go to Japan due to coronavirus restrictions. Um, so he's actually still stuck in Brazil. But, um, but yeah, they, so they sold those two players. And um, after that, I mean, Soteldo, Jefferson Soteldo, uh, the Venezuelan, uh, is probably one of our most valuable players. Um, and he, I believe, is probably going to be um, going. A lot of there was a there's some Turkish Turkish clubs interested in him, um, in addition to MLS and maybe some smaller uh, some smaller European sides. Um, and then, really, the young kids are where you make the money. Um, the striker Kyle George was linked with Ju- Juventus, yeah, um, for a big move, um, but that has kind of um, died down a bit. Um, and like you guys were saying, I, I'm not sure if there's the market for those, um, you know, uh, Vinicius um, type moves where, you, you know, a big power club, they're spending 45 million euros yeah. on, um, you know, a, a prospect, really. Um, Kyle is good. Um, he, for whatever reason, um, couldn't, he just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net in the domestic league. He was making all the right runs. He was getting his head on the ball, his feet on the ball, but he just, it wasn't working out for him. Um, in the Copa Libertadores, the opposite was true. He was getting goals off his knee. He was getting goals off, you know, just like fluke deflections. Um, so he's definitely got all the talent. And I think sometimes he's a little streaky, but he's got all the tools to be a, a great striker. And he's putting on weight right now too. And I think also, I mean, he's been in the first team for, maybe a year and a half, maybe a little bit longer. I think people forget because he's so established now. I think he's like 19, maybe 20. Yeah, he's yeah, he's still really young. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the, that's the funny thing about Brazil. Is, I mean, even looking at like Gabby Gold. Gabby Gold's what, 24 yeah. maybe? That some of these players 
are still not all that. I mean, rest the case. I mean, Messi's maybe 34 at the same point. Is that that you get this? The good thing about the Brazilian league is that while it's not amazing talent down there, they're getting more games because of all the different competitions. So someone at 19 like Kyle has played a lot. Unlike where you go in England or like Germany where they're farmed out on loan to some like wayward side like Swansea or Brecken where they're maybe playing. Kyle's playing all the time. And it's not Santos plays the big competitions down there. They get loaned to Swansea and then they tear their ACL and their other knee and the season's over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. The the whole Jordan Morris one. I'm that broke my heart. That's why I have not conveniently brought that up since he went over. Because Swansea is the pick for you. Nah, but there's a connection. People. Uh just in all full disclosure, one of the owners of the Sounders is part owner of uh Swansea too. So, you know, there is a connection. That there. explains why he went to Swansea. Yeah. Because I never understood him well, going they're in, there. I think well, they're in a push for like the a promotion bl- too. So I think that was yeah, you know. We also Brentford. That would be all right just because Brentford is always is Brentford. So, you know, uh but, yeah. yeah, it was a bummer, but what are you going to do? The, so, But that, that's the case with Kyle is that, and with the Libertadores being finally broadcast on, what is it, Sky TV mm-hmm. or yep. BBC, you're getting people that are actually seeing because there's a lot of people around our age, because I know people your age, Duffy, that are getting into the Copa Lib and – South America. Yeah. Okay, Tim Vickery, but he's been there since. He I doesn't think count because I think he lives there. So, the, oh no, yeah. he li- he lives in Rio. Yeah. That's that one's that one's a given. But you're seeing a lot of people over in England and um, UK finally getting into this. Is that this is helping Santos? Do they have much of an international reach outside of well, you in America, Pedro? So. It's it's it, they don't have much. They have they they have a um, just a name recognition that I think goes a long way because uh, you know just just through Pele and maybe Neymar as well, um, but but definitely Pele. Uh, they have a name recognition that I think a lot of most people when they're naming Brazilian clubs they they might name you know Flamengo, but uh, oftentimes they'll name Santos. As far as from the club perspective they had an english account and they had a spanish account um that didn't it didn't look like they were getting a lot of of um you know interaction um and they were kind of just tweeting um you know you could almost tell that they just were googling translating from from portuguese to english and spanish and you know not really not placing an emphasis on it but like you guys said, I think a lot of that, um, you know, when these games are getting broadcast on free sports um, in the UK, I think there's a there was a lot of interest. I saw a lot of comments. There's a lot of people tagging me and um, 
and you know people inquiring about uh different players and what's this a lot of people betting on it i got a lot of dms saying oh you know what what are the chances you know who's gonna who's gonna store so um i think it's getting better but as far as from the club and from the league i think they could be doing a better job um and one of my things is especially in portuguese speaking africa i think they need a much larger footprint brazilian football in general um, I, I think that would be a great, you know, um, there's a lot, there's, there's, you know, um, uh, Central African and uh, Southern African refugees in Brazil. I think there's a lot of, uh, of yeah. cultural crossover. And I think there's a lot of, there's a need um, in that region to watch, um, you know, a lot of good football. And, um, and uh, I know Angola is uh, their league is, is, is not too bad, but uh but yeah, I think there's an opportunity there, um, and I'd love to see them do more there. Um, I'm not sure, uh, you know, how much of a priority that is. Um, but then, obviously, I think there's a lot of interest coming out of uh, of Europe and and the U.S. and North America as well. So um, they don't do a great job, but I think there's opportunity for them. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer to try to increase your footprint in any in all, uh, you know native or portuguese speaking countries like angola and i think mozambique is Mm -hmm. speaks portuguese i'm not yeah um i have a friend that lives in mozambique so guy went to junior high with so uh yeah yeah a kid a guy from nebraska ended up living in mozambique so you know uh go figure at this point uh but yeah that seems like a no-brainer uh you'd want to increase your footprint as much as possible, you know? Uh, so, but I mean, how many times do clubs not, uh, they tend to just, you know, they forget and they look in their own, they don't, they don't seem to look out of their own backyard, uh, you know, and then you could think, even if you're not making big money, like on a, like a television package for, you know, Southern Africa, for example, or, you know, cause then you, cause you, uh, just getting there, getting your foot in the door, you know, uh, you know, baby, little small incremental moments. You have to start somewhere. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. You know, you know, you never know. Yeah. I, and I so. think they've had individual donors. I think actually just recently, um, they, you know, I think there was a team in Kenya that was equipped all in Santos kit. Um, and I, but I think this is more coming from, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, individual, you know, individuals who are in, in mm. a, a position where they can help these, these kids, um, and supply, you know, kits yeah. and balls and, um, cleats and whatever, um, not the club itself. And I'd love to see the, the, the league actually get more involved, um, and helping out because I think that's, that's a great fit. Um, and especially Santos, I mean, you need, you need more money. you got to generate more money. Um, and I think TV is probably the best way to go. Yeah. You know, you, you know, get these kids watching Santos play, you know, and then like you say, I'm sure they have some, you know, a backlog of kits that they could donate to some, you know, developmental league in, uh, you know, Angola or Mozambique and let them, let those kids, uh, you know, use that stuff. I mean, if, if, uh, you know, if a cycling team can do that in Eritrea, uh, I'm sure a football club could do that, uh, in 
Mozambique. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'd love to get, you know, um, some players from those regions over in Brazil and see, I don't know if you guys, I'm, I'm super interested in, um, you guys heard of Zito uh, Lavumba, I think is his name. He, uh, he just transferred out of Angola and he plays for Colliery now in, in Serie A in Italy. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. He's that kid that's supposed to be. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. So I'm excited about him. I want to watch um, and see what he can do. I haven't really been watching that much Serie A this year. Um, but you know, there's pro- there's there's got to be you know dozens of kids like that with that potential, and um, you know another prospect never hurts. So even Santos has a lot. Yeah, you can't yeah, have exactly. too many prospects. You know, even if you sign one, that's the thing. You know, it, you make it worthwhile. Uh, I mean, I've seen just watching my team when they would they did camps and they used. Their, uh, one of their assistant coaches is from the Caribbean, and they use that connection to sign, you know, a slew of players from the Caribbean on trial. And, uh, you know, you get one or two that filter through, you know, it doesn't cost a lot. You know, I'm sure, you know, uh, it gives your foot, gets you a footprint, expands your reach, you know, and that's like Santos. I mean, they have, you know, like you said, their name, their name has gone, goes a long way doesn't necessarily mean they're you know what they what they believe in they're they're i can't even think of the word just what they are that might not be out in the world as much as just you know be more than just oh yeah that's the club that uh pele played for and that's the right. club that neymar came from you know yeah you want them just to say oh yeah that's that club that that brazilian club that you know is in the copa lib final and is one of the best clubs in south america that's kind of what you want to see not just uh Oh yeah, that's where so and so. Right, right. From. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I mean, obviously, since you tweet on it and show up on other pods about South America, have you have you seen in the last year because of the lockdown and because so many people have had to put their hands into got to find content. We got to talk about it about people looking at Santos's history? You know, that's a good question. Um, from what I can see, I think, th- I think there is renewed, you know, interest in, in, um, in some of the history of, of Santos and in Brazil and in general. Um, but I think there's a lot more room for people to go in and learn more. And that's something that I need to be better about as well. Um, Cause you know, there, there's, uh, there's dark periods throughout the club's history that I don't really know that much mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, early nineties, eighties, um, you know, even those, those, those years in the seventies where, um, you know, kind of just after the reign of Pelé um, are, are areas or are time periods that, you know, I don't know that much about. Um, but you know, just being on Twitter and for more than two years now, um, there's a lot of people that, you know, are very into that. There's a lot of great accounts, Steven, I know you and Duffy, you probably do too. follow that, you know, Mm -hmm. old school football or something. And they're always tweeting out, um, great pictures, great information, you know, player names. And I'm always learning from, from, uh, accounts like that, um, yeah. But yeah, sorry, I kind of deviated from the question. But um, 
Yeah, I think <laughs> that's all right. We deviate a lot, so it's all good. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, think, I think there is some renewed interest, and like you said, in the lockdown. I mean, even I am. I'm looking right now at a book by Jonathan Wilson. Actually, the Barcelona Inheritance. I bought, um, you know, a bunch of books uh, on football history. Oh. Oh, Juniors. Sorry. <laughs> I've been uh best seller. It's yeah, there you go. It's funny because I've been re I redone rearranged my office and I have literally ten bookshelves worth of books, but I have five bookshelves. And I've been lugging them up from the garage, you know, for a week now. So uh and and like yeah, you, you have more books. That you showed me a picture yeah. of when you destructed that. I'm like, dear God. Yeah. I've read a lot yeah. recently. I've read a lot recently. I'm looking at that table going, dear Lord. Yeah. I, I have a bookstore near me that doesn't even have that many books. Well, I have three. three so, I think we lost sorry about that, guys. Three, oh, there he is. He's yeah. back. Good. Here we go. We got him back. Yeah. I, that's all right. Uh, I have three. I have my books, my dad's books, my mom's books. And, you know, so I, and I got a late start, you know, and I'll, you know, I, I wasn't, I mean, my mom is from England, which is, oh, so you must've been following football as a kid. No, cause my mom didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of a bloomer. So I started following it seriously. I mean, when the, when the APSL started in the Sounders relaunch, not so much the NASL, because when I moved here to Seattle, it was right on their last that the NASL Sounders were here and they folded like three years after I moved here. Uh, so a little bit, but after the relaunch, I did because my kid was young and we could go. And then 98, you know, the 98 World Cup was leading in. I worked with a bunch of Mexican guys, you know, and wanted to talk sports. And that was a sport. So I said, man, I've got to play, I'm playing catch up. So, you know, I, like you said, I, and I still do it. I bought a boatload just to get the history of the sport, you know. So, and with YouTube, you can find a lot of those games. You know, I end up getting the yeah. I bought the uh, sixty what the the English mm-hmm. World Cup winning uh, DVD, which was in uh, not region coded for here, so I had to get a an all region <laughs> DVD player. That was challenging. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! I, did. I can but speak highly I'm to like, that uh, one. Either I'm going to get scammed, or it's going to work. Because you know, that was the most expensive DVD. Play. I mean, DVD player you can buy for thirty bucks now, and that's probably high. Uh, I paid more than that, but it works. So, to uh, get those two uh, DVDs that don't work on my region, I can now watch them. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm a fool with money. Do you, or Duffy, do you remember how much you bought your last? VHS player for? Uh, yeah, but not much because I think I bought the last one I bought, I bought it value at the thrift store. So before that, yeah. I mean, yes. that, it was bucks, like 20 bucks. bucks. It's the same thing with DVD players. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that when I got, when I still had the flat screen TV. Like I can just get a, you can just nowadays go and get one because everything's streaming. Mm-hmm. 10 years from now, when Pedro's 20 years from now, when Pedro's my age, flat screen TV with streaming <laughs> is going to be at the local bodega yeah. for him. Yeah, I admit to being old fashioned. I like having the hard copy, which drives my kid crazy because he goes, What are you going to do with all these? I want to keep them. Are you all of them? Uh, yeah, you know, when I'm gone, you can do whatever you want with them, but, you know, 
if it's in print and it's hard and I have it in my house and they can't change it because they decided they don't like it. So, you know, like online. So, but uh, I just like to hold it in my hand. I don't like reading off a screen if I can avoid it. So, you know, this is not the same experience. Yeah, I'm with you. And, no, but, you know, exactly. Stephen, when in the time where I, I, I had I dropped there briefly, um, I, it did just occur to me that um, it, it, at the outbreak of the pandemic, when football was frozen and I, I, for one, I'm sure you guys probably felt the same way. I didn't know what to do. Uh, you know, it's such a big part of my weekends. Um, yeah, I going back to your question about, you know, people getting interested in the history of Santos. I actually um, I went on to YouTube and I found, um, you know, some of their um, most uh, notable games and I watched them in, in, in full. Um, and I think I, li- mm-hmm. I might even live tweeted some of them. Um, but so I think, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think people are getting uh, more interested, or at least I was and I, I am. Um, and uh, and yeah, YouTube's a great tool for that. Um, I... Wouldn't it be cool, though, if you're watching an old game and you don't know who won? And you're doing your best not to not to Google it and figure out who won this game, you know. And it's just like, oh yeah, it's like a day in 19, you know, 75 for just to throw a number. Yeah, you know, I watching. I game, uh, so. I that, I was thinking about that at the yeah, time I, and recently too. I, I was uh, I don't have the uh, the coding skills for this, but um, you know, a website where they just have a log of full feature length games and you just hit a button. Um, you can even maybe filter by a team and that just mm. spits out a random game on a random day in a random year that, that you most likely wouldn't know the, the final score. I, I mean, that's some, that's something that I would use. You think that exists? Yeah. I'm I, sure. Some... Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of those big teams fandom has that type of stuff. Cause I know places like Celtic, have um, Celtic Wiki that literally has everything. I mean, I googled something about um, I was I wanted to do something for one of my friends of like the 1880s, and it was there. I'm sure. Well, I know there's something for um, in the Brazilian like Cruzeiro. There's a Cruzeiro Wikipedia because I use that for. I'll be blunt. I could say this on my own, own pot. An asshole who wrote a book and said that I wasn't good enough for him to edit. <laughs> and I'm a bestseller, and he is. No, that is a, so. just the worst thing to say. To say, hey, if I'm a bad writer, you have a lot of work to do. You know, there'd be plenty of stuff for you to edit. So that's a win-win. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he explicitly told me. He's not doing. He's not doing this as a hobby. He doesn't want to try hmm. hard to edit me. Oh man, yeah, that sucks. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I I notice he's trying to hawk his book. I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah, I get number one in Amazon without really trying. Imagine now what I can do with this flamenco book now that I know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> what the next four are going to be. 
Imagine when I eventually come back to South America after, because I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Europe. Imagine when I come back down to South America and actually have talent behind me. I mean, I've only been doing this since 2003. Mm-hmm. It's six. I predate pretty much. I predate everybody but Cardiff and Simon Allen. Oh God, Simon! He's and, been doing that stuff forever. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing it since '05. I'm a little bit before him, so I mean, look at it this way with with Santos. I'm I'm sure if you guys could get a collective overseas fandom. Mm-hmm. That something like that can be coded because I'm there's probably got to be someone mm-hmm. among a supporters group. Yeah, absolutely. Someone, that. someone. It just yeah. it just takes you know the right people getting together at the right time, um, which sounds a lot easier than it actually is. Like as <laughs> yeah, I mean as as Pedro can attest to this. There's been many messages that have gone back and forth between me and him going, well, now that you've got the Twitter, <laughs> where's the blog? Where's the podcast? Where's Santos USA? Because I keep thinking, I remember Gabrielle doing the Polka Juniors one. It's just randomly starting and then boom. Yeah. Well, sometimes you Everybody have to do your other Gabriel stuff too, Brick. like school and yeah. uh, work and, and- He's going to med school. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it's just, there's, that's not that and, much time. That's not that much of a time suck. So it's okay. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> there isn't like a global pandemic that he's writing around and trying to help people on. Or, I mean, I'm trying to over, seemingly, I'm, I'm trying to over congratulate Gabrielle because the guy, yeah, he is. I, Gabriel, he's been I great. I was on his, so, his podcast uh, when anyway, he almost played Boca in the semifinal. Um, and yeah, what a, what a great guy. And the other guys on the podcast, very gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, very, just, you know, I mean, Steven, I, I, you guys, you, you've dealt with him. They're so professional and, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's so fun. I, I've enjoyed all of these podcasts. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what I, I you, you bring up the mm-hmm. blog. So if you go to the Twitter page, um, you know, I, so I actually have a blog, um, and I just I just don't post, and I've got all these these half written kind of outlines of blog posts that I just kind of think about. I get the idea, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm writing about it this time. <laughs> but and this is this is where this is where I have to give it up to you is that you know writing is something that is so hard to do. Even just on you know a couple paragraphs on a blog, it's I don't know how. You, you write a whole book. I mean, that's just, to me, that sounds incredibly painful. Um, but one of these days, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go into my, my blog posts and I'm going to write some of these things because some of them are, are evergreen. Some of them are more, um, I think at the time may have passed and they're on hot button issues. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so one of these days when I, when I get the time and I can just kind of bang it out, then uh, I, I'd like to resurrect the blog. I think I wrote a few things <clears throat> back in the day. Yeah, there you go. See, I, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can attest to that. 
Pedro. Now I I'll be I'll be brutally honest. When I started this, mm-hmm. I was about your age. I I've always written articles, journals, little notes. I have been writing since I was about seven years old. So and I, I've more than improved in the last five to ten years. Mm-hmm. That's the thing people don't see is that they read these great articles, like the people at these football times, I read that stuff. I'm, I'm just pushed over by them. I'll look at it going, no way in hell I can write that. And I know a bunch of them. I know a bunch of the people that are over there. Yeah. Because, and Duffy, you could talk about, I mean, obviously you got in, you went to school for journalism in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Started I dragged, in the eighties. You... Well, I finished in the eighties too, yeah. I guess, 1989. So, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then I kind of dragged you back about three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. But you you can attest to that is that you wrote a bit. Yeah. It's not the easiest thing to do. And everybody gets that mind in their set. Oh, going, oh I'm going to be the next Stephen King. But they, you don't no. see behind the scenes. My, my aspirations <laughs> are just don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> that, 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 oh, that. I'm not great with criticism until the last four or five yeah. years. I was really scared when I wrote the book that I was just going to get trashed. That it, it was just going to come out and people were going to go, what the hell? Well, and my, and I'm with you. I, never, I have a, Mike came from a family yeah. of writers. My dad wrote for a new, he was an editor of a newspaper and all that. My kid's a good writer. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'm that good but you know you're all you're always your own worst critic so yeah so what what they don't see is behind the scenes like i i think i've taken a picture and put this up online for to do this flamenco of 1981 82 book i'm i have set it at 250 pages for it to publish to give you an example the boca book is 99 it was actually 101, but I'm not going to get into that because <laughs> I'm going to get sued with that one. Yeah, that's an that's a NDA. Anyway. Oh, oh, yes. Anyway, and I have way too much whiskey next to me, and that's <laughs> not a good thing. Anyway, the, the, the guys know about that warning. I have a stack of books. I have two stack of books next to me. I have the stuff I'm reading now for fun, and there's an Everton book of the 1980s that I've wanted. I have a stack six deep, including a Jonathan Wilson book, Mm. and The Ball is Round, the ultimate encyclopedia on all of soccer. Mm. And I wish David Goldblatt would go and re-edit, go and update that one. I've used it for everything. I have a I have a case of seven books next to me for just on Brazil alone. And once I'm done, Pedro, <laughs> you might get an email going. I would gladly accept your address. They're yours, with the exception of one. Stuart Horsfield's book. Hey, Pedro, you need to buy that one. 
1982 book about um, Brazil and how they, the glorious trailer, brilliant. Stewart's an incredible guy. We're going to have him on this year. It's, it's going to happen. But it's not as easy as people think. Now, to be honest, I've been doing this a while. I can crank out some stuff. Like when, I, when we talk about Nottingham Forest, I do that off of my head. I do that out of my head. With Santos, I can't. That's why I look at your stuff. Okay. Pedro, okay, good. I can go and find that. So, Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, anyway. it's challenging. I just have to say again, props, props and more props for writing an entire book. I mean, 99 pages. Yeah, and Duffy, I didn't know that you yeah. were a journalism major. I'm with you on that one. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, I did. I was uh... – I wanted to be a radio. I was in radio, you know, that was my goal. And then two trips to Africa and then fatherhood. Uh, and now I cook in a hospital. Not that I, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, I, my life turned out pretty good. I can't, I don't have any complaints, you know, any, any, any rough water there. I stirred that pot. So, uh, yeah, it was fun, you know, and then, yeah. Uh, Steven lost a bet. <laughs> and in 2016 and here we are in 2021 so uh... he's over that one, <laughs> he's really over yeah that. i've been a guest i had a couple of times for in full disclosure yeah so. i yeah i had um i've been a fan of duffy for years before before this i am a um portland timbers fan. i have a part i've got the jersey in it I'm wondering, and you you know this stuff. Are the Adidas jerseys just more comfortable than anything else? Yeah, they're. I mean, I know the. I'm not always happy with the designs uh, lately, but uh, fit wise, yeah, they they fit good. Uh, you know. Well, anyway, with all of this, I I've been a fan of Duffy for years. I originally, when I lost my first, well, not my first job, my first job in Buffalo, the bookstore. I had to raise money significantly, so I did a I did a box of scarves for the podcast. I put them out, and Duffy bought one. So when he bought one, he sent a Sounders. He sent a Sounders one to me. <laughs> it's one of the only teams I don't like that I will <laughs> never get rid of. It's legitimately the one of two things. It's a cool looking scarf. And it's like the nicest one I have. Yeah, the material on that one is nice. I like that one. So Yeah. So I had him in the back of my mind for this. Well, my previous foe, Chris Gluck, smarter than anybody in the business. But he's he's gotten out of it. He's off of social networking. And he's, God, I think 10 years older than Duffy. Yeah, but anyway, got, bit, yeah. got out of everything completely because Chris was supposed to be my last co-host. I was going to wrap this up at 40 going, well, I'm done. Because I didn't think I was going to write the book. I didn't think I was going to do anything. So Chris leaves me in August. I'm going, ah, shit. I had Duffy on because I spouted off online about five years ago. 
I thought there's no way in hell Toronto's losing. I had just gone up to see them. They're really good. So I messaged, I texted off here, I go, hey, I tweet off here, I go, hey, if Seattle <laughs> wins, you got to show up on the pod. Well, that's fine. So the first goal goes in. I'm like, okay, good, good enough, because I hate blowouts. I hate them with a pass. Not a blowout in that if game. I, if, I, if I hate your team, I want you to lose by one. I want you to lose in the last 30 seconds of a game in the worst possible way. Because I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I can't look at Scott Norwood without cursing. So the, the second ball goes in. I'm like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Gluck messaged me going, you're an idiot. So I get Duffy on, and he's great to talk to. We're having a great pot. Chris texts me afterwards going, we got to have Duffy on more. He's really good. Chris leaves me. I text, I text Cardiff, and you don't know this part. Hardick texts me going, you had good rapport with Duffy. Get him. Yeah, I didn't know. That is right. Get I didn't Duffy know that. on in the worst way. And now he's the longest running co-host I've had in 10 years. Yeah, we, we have a good banter. So, I mean, it's fun. It's just like having a – it's yeah. just like calling up a buddy. So, and that's what I want. I, I don't – you know, I, I'm not – you know, I'm not a – I mean, I was a journalism major, but I, I was more, I just like to have fun. I like to talk. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't usually break any big news just because, you know, I mean, if I, if I have it, I'll break it, but, you know, mm. but normally I just like, we, and we have fun. So yeah, and that's all. Exactly. Well, I'm cotton mouth at this point in wandering. So I'm going to let us all go and all this. Pedro, I'm sure we Let's will do it. be on yeah, I would love to talk. a number of times this year. I would love to talk again. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm sure we'll talk more about Santos. And I'll, I'll annoy you more online. Knowing. Anyway, <laughs> this has been fun. I don't know when we're going to be back in April, but we will be back and we will have fun. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, it's been the – Send the subs bench. I'm Stephen Brown. Yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Ah, it's your birthday. I do a pod. It's all right. It's a Thursday. It's Thirsty Thursday. Oh, I'm enjoying it. Trust me. (laughs) This is not going on a resume tape ever. And, Pedro, I have a resume tape from college. I went to school for this stuff that can't be seen. (laughs) 